You are listening to another episode of Atomic Shots. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Siggy, and joining me is Chief Godzillaologist, Tyler. Tyler, welcome to the penultimate episode. Hey, Ben, you know what that is? I think that must be a king. You know why? It hasn't got shit all over it. <laughs> nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is finally here, uh, the penultimate episode of Atomic Shot. Uh, at least the initial run, because I don't count. Godzilla vs. Kong was not part of this initial plan. So, um, now we are doing Godzilla vs. Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019, which is basically a remake of Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. Now that you and I both have the uh, acumen of watching all these movies. Yeah, now that we have the experience of over 30 films under our belts, we know exactly what to expect from this one, more or less. It. Exactly. So let's go ahead and jump right into it because we have other things to take care of before the night's over. Uh, this uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. This was directed by Michael Doherty, produced by Mary Parents, Alex Garcia, Thomas Tola, John Jashney, and Brian Rogers. Screenplay by Max Doherty and Zach Shields, with a story by Max Bornstein, Michael Doherty, and Zach Shields. Based and of course uh, uh, based on Godzilla Kidor Moth and Rohan from Toho, starring Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Bradley Whitford, Sally Hawkins, Charles Dance, Thomas Middlelich, uh, Aisha Heens, O'Shea Jackson Jr., David Straham, Ostrahim, Ken Watanabe, uh, Zhang Ji, with music by Bear McCree, uh, and this was uh, released in Mar- May 13, 2019. With a runtime of 131 minutes, with a budget of 170 200 million dollars approximate, with a box office of 386.6 million dollars. You're forgetting the four most important stars, but uh, I'm pretty sure we'll get to them. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We already know who they are. Um, anyway, <laughs> so this is Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the sequel to both. I get, would you say this is a sequel to Kong Skull Island or no? This is just a sequel to Godzilla 2014. Uh, yes and no. I think like, it's, it's more the of a direct in... sequel to 2014, I would say. Right, but it's the it's the direct sequel to Godzilla 2014, but the third part in the MonsterVerse chapter uh, story. Yeah, it would definitely help if you saw Kong Skull Island before this, because the next film, uh, both of those films build up to it, so... Exactly. Yeah, it'll be more so exciting to go into uh, Godzilla vs. Kong with uh, both those movies under your belt. Yeah, let's, so let's get right into like the story recap slash review. Uh, and basically, we open up right where Godzilla 2014 left off, where we saw Godzilla uh, in San Francisco leaving just as the end of the Mudo fight, as we see Kyle Chandler's character, who I refuse to call him by his name. Uh, he is either Coach Taylor or Kyle Chandler to me. He will not be whatever his name is in this movie. I apologize to his character name. Uh, he he is not really that. doesn't want uh, me to say, oh, hi, Mark, in this episode. No. Is that his name, Mark? Yes. Um, I, just, I just know him as Kyle Chandler or Coach Taylor. Fun fact about uh, Kyle Chandler. He is the only actor who's been in both in a King Kong movie, a Godzilla movie, and a Godzilla vs. Kong movie because he's in the newest one. So he's the only actor to do that. That's pretty rad. So there you go. There's a there's a trivia for you for tonight. So um and basically then after that we kind of the exception to destruction it shows on him and his wife, uh and a young soon to be Millie Bob, Billy Bobby Brown, and uh then we then cut to Millie Bobby Brown's character not eleven because uh, she has hair, and she is seemingly making eggs, uh and and with her mom and we kind of get an idea that. The, the uh, Kyle Chandler's character was sort of had a drinking problem, and basically they're estranged. Uh, and so, but we learn, and, and you assume they're like in some kind of suburban household. They're not. They're in the middle. Is it? It's China, isn't it? Or it's some? It's some country in Southeast Asia. Yeah, they're uh, smack dab in the middle of uh, the China jungle. Okay, so they are in China, and it, they're at the temple. It's called the Temple of the Moth, and you actually see like the moth engraving that we saw from Godzilla 2014. Um, so confirming that they knew about Mothra before Godzilla, uh, or at least this country did, this this uh, civilization did. Uh, and um, Mothra is basically ready to hatch. They don't know how to, to stop it, and they're like, no, it's got to be born. We see the new... Uh, caterpillar versions of Mothra, and let's go. I guess we'll hold off on the talking about the design aspect until we get to that part. Um, Mothra, uh, they're sort of uh, soon after, a little bit after into the chaos. 
um, uh, the, the, the female doctor, I can't remember her name because I unfortunately lost. Emma, uh, her name is Emma, that's right. Um, I can't remember her last name though. Emma Russell, Dr. Emma Russell, she has this device called the Orca, which is basically the MacGuffin for this movie that uh, calm through setting a certain frequency calms Martha down. Moth, 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 Martha, I'm doing it! Martha, Tyler, Martha. I'm doing it! God damn it, I hate memes. Mothra um, Stewart. <laughs> She uh, calms Mothra down, and you get this really adorable scene where Mothra leans in, kind of like that, that scene from uh, uh, Jurassic Park where the Brontosaurus leans in and sneezes on them. Um, shortly after, it gets really dark because Charles Dance comes in with uh, his eco-terrorist. They shoot a dude in the head, and they pretty much take both Dr. Emma Russell and her daughter hostage. Um, so we then basically cut to uh, where we learn that that Monarch, people are pissed that Monarch knows about monsters and that they're hiding them and that they're not telling the truth and apparently Godzilla has not been seen since 2014. Um, he's been, I guess, under the water this entire time. They've never spotted him, at least uh, out in the world, or at least to where the public knows. And so, um, and I'll get to more on that later on, on why that's a little bit of like a misdemeanor. But, and then we cut to a, uh, there's having a security uh, uh, Senate hearings uh, for Monarch and we sort of get like what Monarch's about and like Serizawa giving like a very stoic speech about like why uh, we have to have a symbiotic relationship with Godzilla. He basically said, you know, um, oh God, we should be the, his pets. About, That's what he says. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He tells the senators, uh, like, or the people on the Senate committee, that we should be Godzilla's pet. Uh, we know, like, they, they they tell him, like, so are, are you saying Godzilla should be our pet? Like, no, we should be his, and they laugh at him. Um, shortly after that, they get a call that Doctor Emma Russell and that the Monarch site has been attacked, and they then go to Kyle Chandler's character because uh, they know he's the only one who knows about the the Orca uh, technology. Um, and we learn eventually that uh, a British colonel, ar- uh, army colonel named Alan Jonah, who I don't know about you, Tyler. I thought this was gonna be Loki, but older. Uh, Thomas Hiddleston's character, but older, um, uh, from Kong Skull Island. That would have been interesting. I mean, he yeah, was the only just... one that knew about Skull Island and all those shenanigans, aside from Brie Larson's character. Right, because all these, uh, in the trailers, all I saw was, like, old British army dude, and, like, oh, what if he's mad that Monarch, like, knows, and, like, like he, he st- like shortly after there was a division. But no, it's not a completely different character. Completely different character, which is really, really odd. Um, so, uh, they basically cohere Smark to come along to help track the Orca so they can find Emma and stop the uh, uh, Jonah from releasing the rest of the Titans, as they're calling him in this movie. Um... We get a little visit from Godzilla, which is possibly one of the most coolest scenes. Introduction, introduce him, uh, where they're under this. They, Monarch has this big ass underwater base that, like, it's on top of an oil refinery, so it looks mundane. Uh, and then we get like a DEFCON alert, like, holy shit, he's coming, he's coming. Uh, and then Mark kind of like, because it's established early on that Mark it, like watches like predatory animals he knows how they hunt he knows like they're like what an animal's gonna do and he just applies that knowledge to godzilla so we have to show him we're not a threat tells him to lower their weapons open the shields and we just get this amazing shot of godzilla just kind of like like hover swimming i don't know how you just how you describe it um just and just flashy his lights and like they basically establish that godzilla is agitated about something uh he's hunting uh, and he does like a quick that he gave me a jump scan in the theater where he swims like right by the uh, the base um, and he's just like holy shit and he's swimming super fast. Um, we eventually learn that Emma and Jonah have been ha- are now in Antarctica and they're gonna release Monster Zero, which that's that's a cute little that's a very nice reference to who our villain of this movie is. Oh yeah. Uh... The first time I saw this movie, I didn't really understand the reference, but ever since doing the show, now I know. Yeah, it's it's a great little like callback. It's like it's it's a great reference that doesn't that's like it's winky, but it's not eye rolly, you know? Because of course you would call it Monster Zero based on like okay, this is nothing like it before, so it's Monster Zero. Um, and so uh, eventually Monarch figures out that they're that they're going okay. That's where they're at, uh, and. Shortly thereafter, uh, they, they send in a special ops team to go rescue Emma. 
Kyle Chandler's character cannot fucking Mark cannot sit back and wait, so he goes in himself like the idiot that he is, and kind of goes starts and drinks. Goes on pretty much everything goes crazy. Uh, then then we realize that Emma did not and Emma and uh, her daughter are not being held hostage that they went willingly, uh, and they pretty much set blow up that they proceed to blow open basic the charges they had placed bomb charges. Hmm, excuse me. They had placed bomb charges in the ice that killed King Ghidorah and pretty much releasing him. Um, fortunately, almost everybody escapes from the base. At least all the bad guys do. Some of the good guys don't make it out. And then we are we are then shown the tr- the first ever time we're seeing Big uh, King Ghidorah on American uh, movie as a, an American monster. Uh, and oh my God, so, Tyler, what did you feel about this? The fir- the introduction of King Ghidorah. In this movie. I feel like this is an awesome introduction to a classic movie monster, honestly. Um, this is the first actual movie I've seen with King Ghidorah in it, you know, since all the other films weren't easily available to me at the time. So, seeing this on a big screen was jaw-dropping, to say the least. Right. There's one word that they keep in mind with the first MonsterVerse, and even Kong Skull Island, is scale. And I feel like it's even bigger in this one. Um, first, you see Ghidorah's heads come out of the ground, and eventually, there's like a amazing shot where you kind of he's like he's like in the background, and you can see the like where he cut the crater he comes out of. My favorite part is like it's a crater that's like it's become an abyss, and you see the yellow lightning bolts basically because that's from his uh, his energy coming out. Oh my god, it's so cool. Um, Ghidorah, and, and we establish he established he has, he has three freaking heads, and he's. Big as hell. He's bigger than he's legit bigger than Godzilla. Um, I can't remember the exact height and weight difference. Or at least the height difference. Uh, he's at least taller than Godzilla. Definitely more intimidating, I think. Um, but we'll talk about his design when we get there. Uh, shortly after a little bit of chaos of Ghidorah attacking the soldiers, he even kills Doctor uh, Sally Hawkins's character, uh, which is like really unfortunate. Um, right in front of Sarazawa. Um, and so Ghidorah attacks, it's going crazy until finally we hear that familiar sort of chanting from Godzilla 2014. Uh, after a while we see a radar, bing, bing, and then uh, Godzilla pops through the ice and you hear it? Tyler, they did it, they, they fucking adapted the, uh, the uh, 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 Ifuka Bay uh, classic Godzilla theme to, uh, to the big screen for the first time. Yeah, uh, as you mentioned before, it was uh, Bear McCurry that uh, did the music for this, and uh, the score for this movie is amazing. Oh yeah, it, it really is. Like it it, it it combines what it, it takes a lot of the old stuff and like refines it for like a big cinematic experience, but it doesn't alter them too much. Like it's still their versions, but it just makes them feel like more epic in size than they've ever been before. But stays true to what make why people love them so much. Uh, so we see Ghidorah and Godzilla get into a tussle. It's really cool. There's a great shot of Ghidorah and Godzilla basically having a standoff, and Ghidorah just oh my god! You want to talk about size? I saw this in IMAX when it came out, and it was just so awe inspiring to see how huge they were and. You don't have the you, even though you don't have like buildings to give that sense of scale. The way they did it, like you could tell, these Ghidorah is a huge ass motherfucker. Um, unfortunately, Ghidorah gets away. Uh, he flies out of the way, uh, and Godzilla gives chase underwater. And then uh, we cut back to the uh, the ship that they're on. I can't remember what it's called. The Ar- the Argo. That's what it is. Um, and we get a call from a Skype call from Dr. Emma Russell, who basically gives her reasoning why she's siding with Jonah, and that basically that humanity, the typical eco characters thing, that humanity is a mistake. We're the reason why we're going extinct, which is true. That's, that's not wrong, and she's she not believes wrong. that. You know, she's definitely not wrong, um, but she believes that the Titans are our way of salvation because uh, they actually showed that the uh, the after the Mutos had been ramp- rampaging in Las Vegas and San Francisco and even of course we saw it in Janjira in the first movie that life had returned to those areas in ways it wasn't possible before that the uh, that the Titans are, are providing a good thing for us and that us denying their their existence will only further impede our doom of course they call her crazy and like it's foolish 
and she and it's basically a race against the time to where now she, her the next monster they're going to release is the fire demon Rodan uh, as they race to uh, I think I think it's a city in in Mexico. Um, so basically, and and then we learn this is very cool that a tropical storm uh, is like circling the area. So it's like okay, that's very that's odd, but okay, moving on. Um, Rodan is eventually released after some tense negotiations between Jonah and and uh, Emma. You can tell not they're not on the sequ- on the same footing. Um, they both, even though they signed up to be on the same footing, it's really weird. Um, Rodan is eventually released. And causes havoc, and so um, the Argos uh, Mark's plan is basically like, well, um, like, well, we got to get him out of here. We we can't have we got to we got to diverge him. Uh, and then shortly after, Mark they make the connection that that tropical storm that they were tracking moved towards where they were coming, and then they realize that that tropical storm is not a tropical storm, but it's Ghidorah. He is the tropical storm, which is like one of those whole fucking shit. That's that's just crazy because they never did that in the old movies. Yeah, it really uh, ups the mystique of uh, King Ghidorah's character in this movie, especially with uh, yeah. what we learn later on. Of course, yeah, exactly. So uh, they basically has a huge chase sequence where Rodan is basically aerial battling with some uh, monarch fighter pilots um, until finally they we uh, they manage to chase uh, Rodan into the cloud, and we get the. My this is my favorite. Sh- it was my favorite shot from the trailer, and still one of my favorite shots of the movie. Where Ghidorah kind of rolls up, and he kind of like he's just in shadow, but he extends his wings out, and he looks like I'm a vampire or something. Like he's like a lord, like un- like sh- rolling off his cape, like he just looks like that. I'm a king, bitch. R- exactly. And then Rodan and, and Ghidorah proceed to fight. Um, it's not really much of a fight other than Rodan getting his ass beat by the much bigger. Like Rodan looks huge, right? Rodan looks big, but then when they pair him up with with Ghidorah, he looks so small. It's like, oh my god, it's not um, even fair at that point. No, it's not, especially because Rodan doesn't really have any abilities in this movie outside of being his uh, body being covered in molten lava. Uh, but we'll get to that more later. Um, so. Shortly thereafter, Godzilla shows up, and like Ghidorah is on. Well, Ghidorah's on the heels of on the Argo after taking care of making swift care of Rodan, uh, and they, they get low to the water, and out of nowhere, Godzilla shows up and basically says, "You're in my element now, bitch," and is basically destroying Ghidorah in the water because Ghidorah is not an aquatic monster; uh, it, it can't it can't handle that. Um. Shortly after, we get the colonel, I get the admiral from the first movie, He who basically tells them, uh, we developed a weapon that can stop Godzilla and, and this Ghidorah monster. We call it the Oxygen Destroyer. It's like, oh shit, are you kidding me? Wait, what? Sarazawa didn't yeah, make they it. Div- yeah, so yeah, it's a, that's a definitely a, a very cheeky, not cheeky, but a definitely big reference to the, first, to the 54 movie. Uh, and they basically, it'll wipe out all life within the vicinity. Um, although this oxygen destroyer works much differently than the 54 one did. Um, uh, but before that happens, uh, Godzilla bites off one of Ghidorah's heads. Uh, it's like, oh shit! Like, we never, again, never saw that back in the, uh, in the show or Heisei era. Even the Millennium era, you didn't see that shit. Um, so, uh, uh, they launched the oxygen destroyer. It's like this big green atomic blast, uh, and Ghidorah and Godzilla are right at the heart of it. Um, unfortunately, uh, every, and it cuts up the bottom of the top of the water, all the fish are dead. So it looks like everything in the, in that particular part of the ocean is dead and, uh, or the Gulf, it would be the Gulf of Mexico. Um, or some, it'd be the Gulf of Mexico or like the very tip of like the, the Atlantic ocean. Yeah. And so, uh, exactly. So out of the water comes Ghidorah with only two heads. It's like, Oh shit. Are you, how did he survive this? Um, and Ghidorah then goes on top of the mountain that has this big cross on it, and he, his, one over one, his head regenerates somehow, it's like, oh, oh, he can do that, okay, He's like an actual Hydra Uh, now. Exactly, um, and Rodan then pledges, pledges its allegiance to, uh, King Ghidorah, and King Ghidorah basically does the roar of, of the, of the Kaijus, as I call it, the roar of the Titans, uh, it's like, <laughs> as I do the most awful impersonation ever. <laughs> and he sends out a roar across the world that wakes up like kaiju that were sleeping. And we get sort of 
different titans that we never see we've seen before. Now, the question is because uh, he's been already in reference to this movie, but it's not impaired to the plot. That's why I haven't mentioned him. Kong is referenced in this movie a lot. You never see him, but Kong is here. Yes. Apparently, I learned this by the novelization aspect of it. Apparently, Kong heard the roar, but he just ignored it. Of course, he did. So it's like I just I just love that Kong don't Kong don't give a fuck. He's like, huh? Like he heard it because he's a monster, but like he went like, oh, the fuck, fuck this. Was that? I'm, I'm, gonna, to I'm gonna go back to eating my squid now. Exactly. The fuck. The fuck was that? <laughs> He looks over to his like his like the 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 the, the cattle monster. Did you fucking hear that? That was weird, wasn't it? Monkey. Right, anyway, exactly. So so um, everything looks dire. King Ghidorah, the planet is being run amok by titans on the on the rage, uh, on the rampage. Um, meanwhile, after shortly after that though, Mothra, who had escaped that that prison or that temple, uh, sealed herself at a waterfall, and we get. Uh, and basically cocooned herself. So at the end of this sequence, we get the introduction of uh, of actual Mothra form. We we actually hear the version of her song, which is like this is it's. I love the original version, but I think this might be my favorite version of Mothra's song. Yeah, it's definitely uh, awe inspiring. Like it's ethereal, but it's majestic. It captures everything about the character, and especially when. She spreads her wings like, oh my god! Uh, it's, it was it's so cool to hear that. Like never, like it'd be one thing to say like, we're, okay, we're gonna get Mothra's Godzilla's theme in it, right? That's one thing. But to get Mothra's theme in here, like that's that's pretty niche. Yeah, you um, really get the so, feeling that this is made by dudes who love the shit out of kaiju movies. Oh yeah, especially like the Showa, like the Showa era for sure. Um... So, uh, we learned that Godzilla is still alive. He's barely holding on, but he basically went home to, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> he took, he went home, I was trying to give a joke or something, but I lost it, and he's basically, char- like, charging up, and so Monarch, uh, a few members of Monarch, including Dr. Sarazawa and, um, Mark and, um, and some other people were like, we're gonna go down into the Hollow Earth, and, uh, as we learned that the Hollow Earth is real. Yes. Uh, you're forgetting that uh, they figure out that uh, King Ghidorah is actually a space alien, and oh, as right, Sarazawa right. calls him, a false king. Yes, yes, it's okay. Yeah. So before that, my bad. Yeah, we we get some exposition, and we it actually. And what's really cool is like they like they're trying to figure out like what the how did he do that? And uh, the the actress um, Zha Jing, I think that's her name. Um, yeah, Zhang Zhang Zi. Uh, she uh, kind of gives expositions about how like nobody wanted to write about this monster. He's a monster from the stars. So they pretty much confirm Ghidorah is an alien. He's not like a time travel monster. He's not like an like a monster that's always been there. Like no, he like uh, one of them. One of the doctors calls him an invasive species, which I like. Like that's it's it's still it's like it, it, they have it both. They can he can he's still this mythical monster, but he's also. Like, he is an invasive species. He doesn't belong here, and he's causing havoc on our environment. Yeah, he's pretty much there to uh, suit the environment to his needs. Pretty much. So, uh, yeah, and so basically they said, we need to get Godzilla. So we learned uh, that Godzilla is is a thing. Uh, or that Godzilla, that the, We actually learned that the Hollow Earth that they talked about in Kong Skull Island is true. And that's the reason how Godzilla is able to swim around the Earth so fast is because of these tunnels... Uh, that are like they're basically like like slides in Slitterbond where you just you just go super fast in them. Uh, so Monarch dives into one of them and they're at, they find themselves at like this lost civilization um, where it's true that humanity and and, and the Titans are they the at least some of them. They might they you know what we well, screw it that's ca- that's our canon <laughs> they're the Cetopians they're the Cetopians yes um fucking uh what's what's the monster's name in that Megalon movie? not guy again Megalon Megalon's there somewhere he's just resting either that he's dead and Gears is actually in the scene uh and you can see his his corpse um and like as as the uh okay I I'll tell you when we get there so they're going through it and eventually they find this room that is highly radioactive it's like okay. Godzilla must be there. 
Um, meanwhile, Ghidorah is wrecking shit up fr- uh, up top. He's in Washington D.C. and you see Washington D.C. just like f- completely flooded. You see multiple tornadoes. Um, there's a great shot where Ghidorah's in the background and you just see his three heads like in the clouds as the lightning flashes. It's really like terrifying. Yeah, man. Um, I wouldn't go to Washington D.C. if that was happening. I wouldn't go to Washington D.C. Period. Um, I was gonna follow up with that. Now. <laughs> so, especially when it's flooded and everything like that. So, um, meanwhile, Billy, uh, Emma Russ, Emma is having second thoughts about Jonah, and she pretty much and her daughter is basically calling out, call, been calling her out on like, how could you do this? You're gonna kill everybody. So, um, uh, Billy Barnum's character basically takes the orca and runs away, and we learn that she is in Boston because we didn't know where they were hiding prior to this. Um, and so Emma eventually says, fuck y'all, I'm going to go find my daughter. This is bullshit. Um, you know, of course, Jonah, and that's the last time we see Jonah. He doesn't really do much. Uh, and so um, we cut back to the uh, the undersea people, and they're like, well, we have to wake Godzilla up. And the plan is to basically take a nuke and to basically give him, like, a steroid shot and wake his ass up. Because uh, Godzilla would normally just absorb the Earth's radiation, but that would take too long. So... They were like, well, we can't go in there. We can't all go in there. We'll, like, we'll die from the radiation. So Dr. Zarazawa uh, decides, like, I'll do it. It's He decides to make the ultimate sacrifice, and he gets on a little small snub, uh, sub, and he, um, he boards it, and he enters the chamber, uh, and he willingly takes off his helmet. Uh, so if he wasn't going to die from the explosion, he was definitely going to die from the radiation. Um... And he, he drops the bomb right next to Godzilla, sets a timer. And Godzilla is, like, really look, looking at him kind of, ha- like, for the first time. Like, they're, they're really playing up the connection of Godzilla and humans uh, in in, the, in this movie more so than the first one. Uh, or in any other Godzilla movie, to be honest with you. Um, uh, now that we've seen them all, we can say that. And, and, and in beautiful Japanese, and he says, so long, my friend, which just sounds so much better. By uh, from Sarazawa. So the mother. Exactly, and so and after that explosions happen, you can if you pause it just right, you can see Angiris' corpse. So Angiris was in the monsterverse; he's just already dead. Um, uh, somehow the ship gets rocketed up to the where they were where they were last left off, which is I find that so amazing. But it's a movie, whatever. Who cares? Uh, and then shortly after, a big ass whirlpool starts appearing out of the ground. And Godzilla comes right out of it, and you hear his theme, and like the gays could get you fucking hype. Um, and uh, shortly after, and he's like, shortly after, Godzilla looks at the humans, and he's like, "All right, we're on the same side. I get it. You know, like, like you know, you tried to kill me just a minute ago, but like we're fine now." Um, so that basically all roads now lead to Boston because Billy Bob Brown's character has basically put in the orca, and. Um, and uh, basically made a call out to basically to try to draw Ghidorah away from Washington D.C. to it was uh, more Boston. to uh, stop all the other monsters uh, to act, oh, right, right, act right. as the other alpha male. Right, right, exactly. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. To stop them, and and it, and it works. It does work. But unfortunately, it, draw, it, it draws Ghidorah's <laughs> attention to uh, to Boston. Um, and from there, it's just a bit. Uh, from there, Godzilla makes his return, and it's a big ass fight with Godzilla and Ghidorah, which is shortly joined after with Mothra, and uh, eventually Rodan joins. So it's a it's a it is uh, Godzilla. It is a remake of King of uh, Ghidorah, uh, uh, King uh, the Ghidorah the Three Headed Monster, which is crazy. Except now it's a two on two instead of one v three. Exactly, exactly. That's the only difference. But it says it's because Rodan plays both sides. Um, that's the only reason why. Uh, there's a b- big fight. We'll talk about the fight momentarily. Um, nice emotional moments, but we learned that Godzilla is basically on a ticking timer. Uh, I think this is a reference to Godzilla versus Destroyer, where he's pretty much a meltdown waiting to happen. Because uh, Except this time, Godzilla, because of the supercharge that Sarazawa gave him because of the nuclear bomb... Uh, versus the last time he was literally melting down. Um, so it's pretty much he would just pretty much release that energy. So, but only it wouldn't destroy the earth. It would only um, just make Boston uninhabitable. Um, fighting happens, and after all that, Godzilla is left standing. 
as the true king of the monsters, where we see different various monsters from the uh, from the this t- the the, the monster first come out. We see the squid, the spider like monster, which is not Kamunga. I checked; it's not, and I'm disappointed it's not Kamunga, but it's not Kamunga. It's whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, we see the behemoth, which is that woolly mammoth s monster. We see a Mudo, um, which is surprising because I thought they were dead, but apparently there's a third one. And we see Rodan, and uh, Rodan is the first one to bend his knee. Literally bend his knee. He bows to Godzilla, and you get this nice ethereal chanting as all the monsters bow to his uh, to uh, Godzilla. And he roars, roars loudly, and it end credits with Godzilla king of the monsters and there's a whole bunch of other shit during the credits too and i have lots of them uh, listed right here we'll talk about that once we get to the fights um uh, since there's not there is a po- and we'll talk about the post credit scene afterwards too so tyler now that we've seen every godzilla movie what did you think and now we're here at this apex what did you think of this movie overall i really like this one especially since i we've seen all the other movies uh, at this point uh, I feel like I appreciate the nods and references a bit more, and uh, as a movie on its own, it's still enjoyable. I feel. I agree. Um, I like at that point. At this point, when I watched it, I think I, I had like I had seen a handful of the older movies, but not to the. I I had not even seen uh, the original Ghidorah versus the three headed monster at this time. I might I might have seen it after it, but. Um, I still think it's enjoyable. It, like uh, I think uh, Michael Doherty. I think uh, even watching the behind the scenes features, like, he's clearly a fan of Godzilla, and you like just the amount of like from they redesigned Godzilla spikes uh, his fins to look more like the original, like his original ones do. Um, there was just a lot of care put into this, like people who lo- who just wanted to make a good Godzilla movie for uh, with a big budget. Yeah, that love really shines through in this movie. Unfortunately, not the human characters. That's like the biggest drawback of this movie. Yeah. Like, Mark, Mark. I think Mark's character is fine, but like, because he kind of has that arc where like he doesn't like Godzilla to eventually trusting. I have to trust Godzilla to 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 help to so that way like we can live. But like, uh, I don't know. Like it's like it, it's not like they wanted to do a, a revenge story, but they didn't do a revenge story. Um. Emma's reasonings for, like, what, did, like, why would you sign up with, like, it, it feels weird to me that, like, I feel like they should have just kept her evil versus her having become, versus having her be reluctant, um, towards, like, the end of the movie just because her daughter was in danger. Yeah, the constant heel turns are kind of tiring in her, in that sense. Yeah, and as great as Charles Dances is an actor, he does nothing in this movie. Yeah, I nearly forgot that he was even here. Yeah, he kind of just, like, pontificates a little bit he just has a couple but he like as a bad guy like he never has any confrontation with like the like it would have been great to have like him instead of that scene where it's emma talking to them it would have been great if it was like charles dance uh um uh uh, if he was talking to them like basically calling them out for the destruction that they like i think that would have been much better versus emma trying to convince them no what we're doing don't you see what we're doing is for good wax poetic Exactly. Versus, like, he just, he's just, he's just there. And I feel like as an actor of his, of his talent, that's a, that's a waste in my opinion. Yeah. It definitely, uh, it's definitely something that's, uh, eh. Yeah, and we've seen worse performances in Godzilla movies, but, like, God, like I said, I couldn't even, I had to, I couldn't be bothered to remember most of their names after this movie. Like, again, you're not there for them, but... I feel, and I saw this going around, like especially with Kong coming out, like you're not there for the humans, right? But the humans should at least be somewhat competent, and and they're not really competent at all in this movie. Like the only one that I really care a modicum about is Serizawa. Yeah, Serizawa, um, and, uh, and 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 pretty much pretty much some of the scientists on Monarch. I like the sort of like like fall anti- antagonistic relationship with one of the Shobujin. By the way, the Shobujin in this movie, and it's very subtle. Yeah, we forgot it's, to mention it's, that. It's, yeah, so at, at like we basically learn at the Mothra scene because uh, we established that Doctor uh, Lin is um, with them, and then we cut to the Mothra scene, and there she is again. And at the time, I didn't catch it, but then watching it again, like, oh shit, wait, how is she? Oh, and they even just pointed out that like there, she's like a generation of uh, 
of twins. Like her, her mother were twi- her and her aunt were twins, and so on and so forth. So like that's a nice way to shove the Shobajin. And even they cut to her right before Mothra shows up at the final battle. They cut to her and sort of like kind of seems like channeling Mothra, but it's like you know it's a nice way to squeeze in that little bit of the mythology. But I feel like. They didn't want... Okay, we already introduced a space alien. Let's not introduce the idea of magic fairies. I feel like that's a little too far for people to handle in one movie. Probably, yeah. So it was a, but it was a nice little callback. Um, yeah, but it's, unfortunately, as I feel like as, as well as cool as the action scenes were, and as well as Godzilla was treated and the monsters and all the lore, and especially all the lore within the MonsterVerse, the humans definitely suffered in this one. <laughs> they, they just were not... Not... <laughs> Not not feeling it. Yeah, I feel like uh, their the movie makers' priorities uh, were leaning more towards the monster aspect rather than the humans. Yeah, not 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 terrible, but definitely not not bad, but definitely serviceable. Wouldn't you agree? Sure. All right, so let's talk about those fights. Let's talk about the redesigns. Uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about Rodan first because he's always seems to be the lame duck of the, of this franchise. Rodan, I love Rodan's redesign. Yeah, he looks way more menacing than he did before. And it also helps that they made him a fire demon in this one. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he's... Now that, like, you and I have the hindsight, he's always had that connection with fire. From his first movie, where he was, like, he comes out of the volcano, and then the Hey Sarah and, and Godzilla vs. Godzilla 2, where they literally gave him fire powers, um... Like, he's always had that connection. They just kind of made it more, like, reinforced in this movie, which I think was cool. It's much more noticeable here, I find. Right. And, like, they basically say that his armor, his his skin is basically molten rock armor. Which, like, that's... And, like, the end of his... Basically, like, the tend of, of the bottom of his, uh, t- his wings, it's all just molten rock just leaking off of him. It's such a cool design. Even though it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Tyler. Um, so yeah, but it's his wingspan is really impressive. Like, and he looks a lot more meaner. Although I will say he is a dramatic bitch. Uh, in my a little jumping ahead to the fight, he has a Mothra when Mothra stabs him in the heart with the with the venom thing. He's like, Aah! and it falls like maybe like for his size, not that far. But he's just like acting like he's dead. Like, Aah! it's the funniest shit ever. I always laugh. When he, yeah, uh, I'm out of here. Fuck this. Yeah, my favorite part is the meme that came out of this because, like, at first he sides with uh, Ghidorah, and then he sides with Godzilla because his God, um, Ghidorah got his ass kicked. And there was a meme where, like, I guess from from Sunday in Philadelphia, where he goes, "I'm playing both sides." You're not supposed to tell people that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm playing both sides. I'm gonna win. <laughs> okay, okay, buddy. Okay, Rodan. Um, so yeah, I think solid work on on Rodan. Like, even though he's a lesser monster in terms of like what he could do i think they really did a great job of like bringing him into the modern era yeah he's a pretty rad redesign so let's talk about mothra which is probably the most radical redesign out of all of them wouldn't you agree yeah i would say so so uh how do you feel about mothra's redesign curious I feel like uh, they make her a bit more bug-like, but at the same time, uh, more elegant than before, I would think. Like, there's just a sort of majesty to her redesign, I find. I definitely think it's more warrior, more more warrior queen-like. Um, especially with the fact that they gave her pincers, she has a stinger now. Um, her wings are still as majestic as ever, but she definitely isn't... If you were expecting Mothra to look like the cuddly teddy, teddy bear... Uh, moth that she looked like in in the previous eras that ain't happening chief she's not that yeah she's more bug like in this one yeah i I would say like i would say not bug like i would say she less moth like she looks more like like a wasp like she really looks like a moth a wasp in this at points yeah which is fine um but she definitely um she definitely despite the sort of like edginess to her but again giving her pincers and everything like that she definitely retains her regal majesty and her and oh oh my god her frailty she she has it so much um god poor mothra can't catch a break um yeah man but Uh, definitely definitely a nice when you're a speedy bug you gotta have low armor yeah exactly definitely that that was a risk that they um um that was a that was a risk that they that they took and i think ultimately it worked out honestly so 
All right, let's let's move on to King Ghidorah. Tyler, I'm really curious since this was the first time you saw King Ghidorah, and now that you have hindsight, what were your thoughts on uh, this redesign, or even could you even call it a redesign? Um, yes and no, I would think. Um, like the only difference between uh, this Ghidorah and uh, the classic one is that uh, all three heads have their own personalities. And they all have different names. Uh, the rightmost head being the most aggressive one, called Ichi. The middle one being the more level-headed one, uh, called Ni. And the doofy-looking one on the right, called Kevin. Because <laughs> actually, and you can tell that initially early on, because uh, when Ghidorah first appears, uh, he's like messing with their like like he like sees some soldiers. He's the the third Kevin is kind of just like looking, huh? What what are you? Hmm? Until finally, uh, Ichi, is that the number one, the middle head? The middle head's the, basically the alpha, right? Yeah, it's pretty much the boss. Yeah, he kind of like snaps at him, like, what the fuck are you doing? Back up! We gotta be serious here. But, uh, in overall, they pretty much retained, like, what makes King Ghidorah King Ghidorah. He has the three tails, he's big, he's golden, he has huge-ass wings... Like, the the only difference between, I think, besides the personalities, is that they made him bigger. Like, they made him, like, they made, like, Ghidorah, like, I would say just from a pure, just because of how tall his heads were, he was always taller to Godzilla, but, like, here he towers over Godzilla in those first initial encounters. Yeah, he's huge. Like, I would say probably bigger than he was in the Showa era or any of the other eras. Oh, way bigger. Way bigger. Not even by, by a country mile. Um, but it's nice because, like, you would think, like, with Ghidorah, that would be the one monster besides Mothra that they like. Okay, we're gonna toy with this. We're gonna we're gonna make it have cybernetics. We're gonna make it Mecha King Ghidorah or some make it something. But no, they stay true to his roots. They by making him gold and glorious and keep him as a space alien. Which yeah, means it's, the, it's an idea that uh, age is finer than wine. Exactly, which means the Kelax are the are, are not far around. Watch, uh, watch <laughs> it. If, if the MonsterVerse continues, the Kelax will be in it. Mark my words. Um, we're not. We have not seen the last of the Kelax. Uh, is that the monsters? The, the aliens I'm thinking of from Invasion of Astro Monster. Uh, was it the Kelax? Uh, I'll have to look. No, that. no, I think the Kelax were the from are from. No, the Kelax I think are from Destroy All Monsters. I think. Yeah, that sounds okay. right. All right, I think so, you're yeah. thinking I of think... the Exilians. Exilians, there you go. The Exilians are the exactly. Watch in in Godzilla three or Godzilla whatever. We'll, we'll see the Exilians and we'll see Gigant or some shit like that. Who knows? All right, so let's move on to the fights. So um, we got a couple. Let's talk about the Antarctica our Antarctic fight first. Which do you think that's a reference to Godzilla Final Wars? Probably. Um, I would say so. Kind of. Like. I mean, a, a monster in prison there that need, didn't need to escape. I, I would think it's it's a very similar idea. It's a bit of a stretch, but I can see it. But I I do like that initial encounter between Godzilla and King Ghidorah. Um, you get a lot of cool camera angles that are low, so you get a sense of how big they are. Um, we see Godzilla blast, try to blast Ghidorah, but Ghidorah basically moves its heads so it doesn't get hit. Um, it's I think it's a really cool fight, honestly. Yeah, it's definitely uh, an entertaining primer fight. Yeah, it, it it gives you just enough. It gives you just enough. It doesn't do too much. Um, it just it's a tease fight, and I think I think that, I think that's the point. Um, which got it's, it's, when Ghidorah flew away, I was like, "You son of a bitch, you you cheeky motherfucker!" Of course. Um, do we want to uh, do we want to mention? I guess what did, okay. What did you think about the whole Rodan attacking King Ghidorah? Um, I thought it was a fine enough scene. It establishes that King Ghidorah is nothing to be fucked with, especially when uh, it's Rodan that we're talking about confronting him. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, Rodan is shown to be fierce as all hell when he comes out, but the second Ghidorah shows up next to him, he like Ghidorah literally makes Rodan look like a mosquito. It's not even funny. I mean, it is funny, but like it's <laughs> terrifying at the same. T- it's terrifying at the same time. Um, I mean, in the fight, in the fight with uh, Godzilla and Ghidorah in the water is not really that great. But I just love the idea that Godzilla got the jump on him and basically was destroy, was beating him, and was probably going to kill Ghidorah right then and there. 
had the U.S. military not got involved. Humans fuck up everything yet again. Yep. God, God, God damn it, you stupid motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so let's talk about the battle for Boston. Yes. Uh, how, so initially Ghidorah's kind of like wrecking havoc on Fenway Park. Uh, which, by the way, R.I.P. the Boston Red Sox and the entire city of Boston after this movie. I've I've run from Massachusetts and I and he was like, "How's it like living in a radioactive wasteland?" It's like it's fine. We got internet again. Now well, I grew fins, but otherwise it's fine. Exactly. Um, so we hear Godzilla. Uh, so um, Ghidorah is kind of attacking. He's about to kill Millie Bobby Brown, uh, and then all of a sudden uh, we see the atomic breath come out. Super badass. And then, um, they actually use the old school roar for this one. Yeah, that was a bit of a shock, uh, since, uh, we started to get used to, uh, the new roar in this universe. Yeah, and you probably get that, but I, like, why do you think they did that? You think they did it as a reference? I personally thought, like, maybe it was, like, a, um, like, uh, like, this is an old enemy that Godzilla's calling out, so he's just, he's using an older roar. I don't know how that works with animals, but like I I I've like fucking wanted to jump out of my seat when I heard you know the classic roar. Yeah, that was the hype shit. Uh, it, yeah, it's like it sets the tone for the fight, and then of course then we hear the uh, the actual actual roar. Um, but overall, Tyler, did this fight deliver for you for the fir- for the first time ever and with an American budget? We're getting a four way monster fight with Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah. Did this fight deliver for you? Yes, and it is the best part of the movie for me. Oh, like so it is good. so good. Yeah, there's great moments where uh, great clashing moments. Uh, there's moments where Ghidorah uses all three of its heads to bite down on Godzilla. My favorite, one of my favorite moments though, is when Godzilla smashes Ghidorah through like three uh, like huge ass buildings, and you just see these glass everywhere, buildings coming down. Oh, it's so cool. Um, like, it, and it has, and it has, like, the bold, and it actually, it feels like a Godzilla fight, where, like, you have the early part of the fight where Godzilla and the villain are on even, on even playing field, and then Godzilla gets his ass kicked, because of course Godzilla has to get his ass kicked, best, super cool that Ghidorah gets so fucking powerful, he lifts Godzilla up to, like, like, the stratosphere or something like that, and then drops his ass, like, he's nothing, I'm like, oh, shit, um, I think I think that's before or after he like bites like a electrical generator and then just electrifies the entire fucking sky with his powers. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I thought the Mothra fight in Rodan was really cool because you never got, we never got to see them fight in in the previous movies. But I, I God, I th- I thought that aerial fight was cool. Like like it, and especially when you get the the perspective from uh like the 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 monarch soldiers. And like you just see, you just see see them flying through the city. I thought it was super sick. Yeah, it's definitely a really good aerial fight. Um, but how did you feel? Like so, like I said, so that fight happens, and they Mothra, poor Mothra, she gets pinned down by Rodan, and he basically ignites. Like he does like a fire one, like a fire two spell on her, and like uses his flames, ignites her up. And uh, my again, I love the, this part where where Rodan uh, Mothra sticks her with her stinger. This is not lewd. Stop making it's not lewd. Stop it. Um, and just go look at that clip again where Rodan reacts to being stabbed, and as he realizes what happened, he literally goes ah and like flails to the ground. And then afterwards, when they cut back to the wide shot, and you see Mothra kind of like tall, tired, and Ghidorah fighting Godzilla. Rodan's still like, oh god, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. He's literally wagging around like a toddler. It's 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 too few. It's like Christian in that uh, in the uh, WrestleMania 18. Yes, you you overdramatic bitch. Calm down. Um, so how did you? Okay, now we're getting close to the end of the fight. How did you feel about Super Godzilla <laughs> or, or, uh, or Atomic Fire Godzilla or whatever it's called in this movie? Like, I knew super radioactive Godzilla was a thing because I heard it was uh, one of the big things in Godzilla vs. Destroya, even though I hadn't seen the movie at that point. Um, I feel like this is a pretty good, pretty cool power-up for Godzilla, in all honesty. Yeah. 
We do get the nice little symbiotic relationship between Godzilla and Mothra, where Mothra, sac- once she dies, she pretty much puts her essence into Godzilla, and that pretty much like ignites Godzilla to go into overload. Um, and I didn't notice when I first watched it, but after like a little bit before Godzilla does like an attack, you can see Mothra's like outline, and you can hear her roar like as he's blasting Ghidorah with his like atomic energy. Yeah. Uh... I feel like this is a little bit of a reference to, uh, I think it was Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2, when uh, it was Rodan that uh, sacrificed himself to give Godzilla his uh, new power. I think so, yeah, that's definitely a direct reference. Probably the only good thing to come out of that movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> when, you, when you and I watched it. Uh, but, but super cool. So my And then also, I think overall, it's just like a solid fight. Like, just to see this, like, like you could only uh, an American director could only make this kind of movie if they grew up watching Godzilla or they had an experience with it and they wanted to make it as close as what they did but with just a bigger budget. Yeah, and it definitely pays off because this is a super sick uh, fight sequence here. Yeah, I don't like. I mean, I've heard, we have at the time of this recording, we had, neither of us had seen Kong uh, Godzilla vs Kong, but. Uh, let's hope it tops that because that's what you would want in a, in a sequel movie. Uh, all right, so uh, God, uh, my favorite part though is at the end of the movie, uh, right before Godzilla is crowned as king, um, Ghidorah's head is seen coming out of the building, and I literally went to the theater. Are you fucking kidding me? This bitch is still alive, and you, they even play Ghidorah's theme uh, a little bit, and then all of a sudden, then you see Godzilla like eat, like have I guess be bit down on it. I don't know how that worked, and he basically atomic breaths. Like, through his mouth, it basically evaporating what was left of King Ghidorah. Yeah, that was a really cool fake-out moment right there. Yeah, it's like, are you... F- he's still alive? No, he's not. He's not. Okay, so let's talk about the uh, um, those newspaper clippings. What do you have for me, Tyler? All right, so... Uh, after uh, Godzilla pretty much uh, saves the world from King Ghidorah's menace, uh, all the titans... Uh, go back to their natural habitats and uh, heal the world as follows. Rodan rests in the volcanoes in Fiji. A rainforest blooms in the Sahara Desert, which would suggest that Biolanti spawned there. Wink, wink. Godzilla restores the fish populations by swimming through the Pacific Ocean. A squid titan called Scylla is discovered and slows ice melts to stabilize sea levels. Uh, The behemoth restores the Amazon... 14 endangered species are taken off the endangered species list. Seismic disturbances are reported on Skull Island, causing titans to go there. A Mothra egg is discovered, which pretty much leads us to believe that before Mothra went off to fight King Ghidorah and Rodan, she laid an egg, and uh, that was the one that we find, leading us to believe that another Mothra is going to appear later on in the MonsterVerse, I would think. And finally, Monarch sets a course to explore the Hollow Earth and find a cave painting of Godzilla facing off against Kong. Yeah, um, and if you pause it, uh, right, like there's a particular article, and it's it's very in small print, but I paused it. Uh, there's reference to that Monarch is building a mechanized giant on Skull Island. A mechanized giant. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. And then also, other interesting aspect is that they apparently Monarch had been experimenting with creating organic titans. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, it can be pretty much all but confirming. This is not a spoiler, but because by the time this comes out, uh, Godzilla vs Kong will be it. That got Mecha Godzilla is in the next movie. Uh, but we see, the, uh, like, my favorite part is, like, as, like, we basically learned that there's seismic activity going on under Kong Skull, under Skull Island. And we get closer. We get the same aerial shots that we got from uh, Kong Skull Island uh, from the movie. They just took those same shots, but just took out the color. Like, they didn't they didn't have that 70s filter over them. And, um, and then finally we get the... Uh, <laughs> Finally, we get that awesome cave painting of Godzilla like standing there and Kong lunging at him, and and it, it's all playing to the beat of a remake, a remix of Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult, and it's super, it's God, oh, such a super sick remix. Yeah, it's so cool. Oh my God, that that like I like a couple times during this like leading up to God, this, this Godzilla versus Kong, 
I have been watching those po- that credit scene only just because of the, and listening to the song just because like how hype it is. It's it's so fucking such a great song. It was a great song originally, but like this version where they got like like Japanese chanters to come in uh to basically go jira. It's it's so sora, sora 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 ho. Yeah, exactly. This whole movie is just like I hate that this movie got like pegged as a failure. I'm like motherfuckers, it came out literally a month after Endgame. I was of course going to make less money, and then like How Aladdin was like something a f- like that. Yeah, exactly. And Aladdin was like three weeks later. John Wick three was like two weeks later. Like it was like Godzilla 2014 had like no competition. This movie had like the biggest competition in the world, and it still made bank. And it was fucking everything that. The crazy thing is, is that people hate, did not like Godzilla 14 because of like the slow pace. You and I didn't. A lot other people did not like it for that. This gave what people wanted, the Godzilla action, and they and people still dunked on it. Like, you fucking people don't know what you fucking want. Some ah. just don't like fun. No, they don't. They don't want to see a, th- a, a giant radioactive lizard dunk on a three-headed Hydra monster. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Whatever, you uncultured swine. All right, we got to wrap this up. Um, there is a post-credit sequence uh, where Jonah, the character who fucking did nothing... Uh, as we learn, we, it's basically a little after the, the crowning of, of Godzilla, and, um, basically, uh, they find the head that Ghidorah, that, that, that the first Ghidorah threw away, the, it's, what was it, was it, was it, was it, was it Kevin that got chewed off, or was it, or is it the, it was Kevin, wasn't it? I think it was, uh, Ichi, like the middle head. Ichi? Okay, yeah, so they found it, and, like, Jonah's just like, We'll take it. So, does that mean we're going to get Mecha King Ghidorah in the next movie? What is, is Ghidorah going to come back? We, we actually don't know, because we don't know who, we know We know Godzilla vs. Kong is the focus, but you're telling me they're not going to team up to fight another monster? Are you kidding me? We'll see. Alright, we don't know at this time, but we will see. We'll definitely know when we when be both, both Tyler and I report back for uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Alright, I think I think that'll do it, Tyler. Uh, let's go to the ratings board and let's put a number on this. What do you give Godzilla King of the Monsters? Uh, I'll give this a 4 out of 5. This is a film made by folks that love Godzilla, and ever since we started this podcast, I really appreciate all the nods and references to the older films here. The human cast isn't all that spectacular, but the lore this movie sets up and all the classic monsters shine the brightest. King of the Monsters is a fun monster movie and a must-see if you're a fan of the series. I don't know how Godzilla vs. Kong will uh, hold up or one-up this movie at the time of this recording, but I've got high hopes seeing it, how much I enjoy this one. I agree with everything you said. It's a magnificent love letter to what has come before. Um, it was basically watching a Shaw-era movie, but with a bigger budget, in all honesty. Uh, the only thing that was missing was Godzilla for me, but whatever. I can, I take, I'll take what I can get. Um, and it got me hyped for the next movie, too. Like I enjoyed both. While the human characters definitely are lacking, as we've learned in the watching Godzilla throughout the years, the human characters tend to suffer a lot in these movies, and not, not for the best part. Um, so that'll do it for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this wonderful journey. We're not done yet, though! We're not done yet! we got two more episodes left. Technically three, because uh, we definitely are going to be doing an episode of Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, but we'll just wait a little after the, after the movies come out before we do it. Next up... The final, the, the technically final episode of this run of, of Atomic Shot will be God's Shin Godzilla. Uh, as Tyler and I will, I, I'll claim it to be Toho's uh, crowning achievement. Um, many consider it to be the best Godzilla movie of all time. Even better than the one we just talked about. Uh, but also, and we're actually running late to it, um, we'll be doing a watch along of Godzilla of Shin Godzilla with both uh our friends Tyler uh not Tyler he's right here our friends Thomas and Justin as in they'd never seen this movie before so we'll be watching it together and we're I think I think I think it's safe to say Tyler you and I are very excited to watch it with them oh yeah I'm super excited so look for that and then after a while we'll probably we'll probably we will do a a, a review of Godzilla versus Kong and give our thoughts on it and then that's it and then of course then we're, uh, we'll take a little bit of a break and then we'll come back with the uh the dc cinematic movie universe where, where tyler and i will continue more projects together all right ladies and gentlemen uh thank you for listening uh tyler please tell people where they can find you you can follow me on twitter at hey it's that twitter also check the pinned tweet to go to my uh, latest youtube uh video uh tire shoes reviews where i which is tyler uh take a look at old ass fighting games uh 
So yeah, look forward to that. It's all fun, I think. All right, you can find me at twittercom Marvelousiggy, where you can uh, follow things all related to the self-proclaimed marvelous one. Check the pin tweet for my latest review. It's on Hades, and I put out a poll on what video you want me to cover next, and it was either between my love of Mortal Kombat or Earthbound, and Earthbound won uh, by like like uh, by a decent margin. So I'll be doing a video on Earthbound next. Um, and then, uh, of course, I do we do chart shot. Uh, be sure to check that out at chartshot.com. Um, where uh, we we talk about the weeks in game, uh, the week, uh, the news in. <laughs> God damn it! We talk about the uh, the games we've been playing in new in the news of the week. So check for check for that out soon. Uh, there are some changes coming to Charge Shot that we'll go into full detail as, as they come out. Uh, but l- more on that later. Um, thank you all for listening. This has been an incredible journey. Tyler and I are running late to a watch long, so we will see you all next time. Until then, though, go go Gojira. There goes Tokyo.